I'm Gavin Scott, your host. Welcome to the Stay Outstanding podcast, the show that shares wisdom and gifts knowledge, motivates you to be your authentic self, influences you to fulfill your true potential, encourages you to take action, and inspires you to step into your greatness. Welcome to another episode, uh, dear listeners. Today's guest is Jevin Wooden, who is a mindset coach, a veteran, and a master of all sorts of arts. We're going to deep dive in with him now. Um, Jevin, first of all, what does it mean to you to be a mindset coach? Hey, well, thanks. Thanks, Gavin, for having me on your platform, first and foremost. Uh, I love the title, Stay Outstanding. That is a great mantra to live by. Um, so to be a mindset coach, for me, it means overcoming limiting beliefs. It means having uh, emotional intelligence. It means understanding, um, you know, that there's certain things you can control and that's what you worry about. Don't worry about the things you can't control. And that's what I focus on for people. I help them overcome their limiting beliefs, improve their self-esteem, build up their self uh, self-confidence, and really just have the ability to go for what they want in life and design a life they don't need a vacation from. Um, a lot of people will have problems aligning with the words emotional intelligence. Could you just expand on that for us? Sure. Emotional intelligence is really just having control of your emotions. It's um, you know understanding empathy, understanding compassion, uh, really being able to regulate yourself. So say you're getting frustrated, uh, you understand how to calm yourself, how to respond to things in what we call a rational way. So rational being that whatever your reaction is, is measured with whatever the, the situation or stimulus is. So that's emotional intelligence in a nutshell. So here's a funny thing about emotional intelligence. You're with a potential partner mm-hmm. and things are going amazingly well and there's this kind of buzz or bliss going on and you know how do you control that because that doesn't necessarily always translate into rom-com romantic movie idea of intimacy and relationships well, first of all, you have to uh, expectations, I always say, are a dangerous thing, right? Because if you expect things to go well and go swimmingly all the time, then you're going to be highly disappointed when things don't go as planned. So that's one of the things you want. I say you want to aspire instead of expect. So what I mean by that is when you aspire, you're going to put in the work to make something what you want it to be. And then you understand that it's not always going to go as planned, right? Chances are there's going to be some, sometimes you get upset with each other. You're not going to align on some things. Maybe your values are different on a few things, but knowing that now you're able to process it and you're able to talk with your, your partner or whoever it is, right? You're able to have those conversations uh, and not feel like everything should go your way or the highway. You're able to see things from a place of empathy. Um, and of course, you know, we're all humans, right? We're going to, 
get upset sometimes. We're going to get frustrated sometimes. But knowing that and then saying, okay, I appreciate those things. I appreciate the opposite of joy and, and all that stuff because it makes me grateful for all the good times. It makes you thankful for your partner. It makes you thankful for the fact that you are even able to have an argument. You have all your faculties about you. So that's really where that all uh, starts. Amazing. What a minefield we are uh, tiptoeing through here. Um, <laughs> I've just mentioned minefield and it kind of seems right to kind of sidetrack for a minute and we'll come back round. But let's oh, talk sure. about your work as a veteran. Sure. Tell, shoot. Let me know what you want to know, man. How's <laughs> it? So you, you served. Yes, sir. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you um how long did you serve for so i was in the reserves for uh 12 years total um four of that was actually active duty with deployments to kuwait and afghanistan and then some time like on regular posts along uh georgia and all the qatar all those types of places were you ever posted in the front line not necessarily but um when i was in afghanistan there was a suicide bomber um, that detonated during our Veterans Day run, actually. Um, we were all getting lined up to, to go for a run. Of course, over there, it's ahead of, ahead of time. So it was technically the 12th, November 12th. Um, Veterans Day is to be, was served on 11th. And he detonated. Luckily, he didn't get into the crowd, um, but he took out um, a few soldiers, uh, thankful to the soldiers who really gave their lives to stop him and caused him to detonate early, uh, injured a bunch of people. Uh, so that was a very trying time. Of course, I was there and helped uh, triage patients, patient administration, getting identification, getting people to the hospital, so on and so forth. And um, after that, actually uh, was a part of the remains cleanup team where you actually go out and it is as it sounds. You pick up the remains of and clean the T-walls in the, in the area where the explosion took place. Um, so that was probably one of the most trying times. Um, and it wasn't trying in the moment, right? Um, because we're trained for those things, but it was more so coming back home that was trying, right? Reintegrating into society, um, you know, this feeling of, I don't really want to be here type of thing. Um, do you feel like no one can connect with you? That was probably um, more so the feeling that a lot of people come back when they're on the front lines. That's the feeling they get. So I, I understand that part of me. And it took a while for me to come back from that, to be honest. Like this is that's actually a piece of where I learned a lot of these mindset things and going through my own therapy and life coaching and all that other stuff. So I would say that you know I, I that this bronze star behind me, um, you can see it in in the picture, the middle uh, middle certificate there. That's a, an award I always say that I wish I didn't get right because that would mean that there are people alive, there are people who are not scarred uh, forever. Um, so that's that's really the the brunt of the the, the worst of my service, so to speak. Um, I know that there's various grades of trauma in service, and potentially yours wasn't the worst. But I can't imagine what it was like to go through what you've been through. Um, I can only imagine that it would be traumatic and. Uh, to deal with it the way that you have and to create your life's purpose from it is, is, is very inspirational. So uh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate um, it. Your trauma, therefore, doesn't have to equal your story. 
and you're a walking, talking, living example of that. <laughs> um, if anyone is struggling to not allow trauma not to be their story, what's your advice? Yeah, one, uh, I always say, you know, vulnerability is a strength because when you're vulnerable, when you're actually willing to open up and share some of your story, um, you're willing to let people know that you're not okay, let people know that you need help, then you're allowed to, it allows you to really go out and get the support you need because we all need support. We're, we're very social creatures being human. That's one of the things that makes us great and different from other, you know, species is the fact that we do have that, that will and that intuition. So what first thing is to get help, right? To get help, let people know how you're feeling. Do not try to take everything on yourself because it's a losing game. I tried to push through things. I've been trying to, you know, I tried to push through when I was younger and it really got me into trouble. So I'm telling you from experience, don't push through, get some help, uh, you can definitely get professional help, could be therapists, you know, I definitely recommend therapy uh, for everyone, even if you feel like you're fine, do it as a proactive measure. So you have the tools if you do run into some adversity, right, you want to have those tools and resources. Uh, you also want to have some people around you, like some friends, you know, maybe family members that you can talk to, and you can work through things. But it's very important to make sure it's not a biased opinion, you have someone you can go to that is unbiased, someone you can go to that is going to not listen to what you're saying, but what's underneath, right? And that's the key, because a lot of people say things, but their body language says something different, their inflection in their voice says something different. So you need those people who can pay attention to those things. Um, the other thing is, you know, really challenge yourself to do something different and do something that is challenging for you each day. So if you can set goals, understand that those goals are not going to necessarily be easy right, to, to achieve, but it's not the outcome that we need to focus on so much. It's actually the journey, learning along the way, being open to what's going on. Again, that vulnerability, right? I, I always talk about serendipity, allowing beautiful things to transpire in your life. You have to put yourself out there for that to take place. So I always put, ask my clients to set at least one stretch goal. One thing that they that just makes them feel a little queasy, makes them feel a little nervous, makes them feel a little like, oh, shoot, I don't know if I could do it. Because when you challenge yourself and you do succeed or you do press on and you hit something and you push yourself, now you just set a new baseline for yourself. Now you are no longer the person you were yesterday. And that's what it takes. It takes just small incremental things. Everyone wants to go for the big gusto. They want that big win. Well, it's not the home run that makes the difference, right? It's really just getting on base, right? Because once you get on base, it builds your confidence. And that's what we're trying to do. It's a success muscle. And sorry, there's some rain going on. It's like a storm out here <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, where are you, Jevin? I'm in Houston, Texas, man. So we have like a, a little storm passing through, some high winds, but it's nothing. I don't think it's going to last too long, maybe like an hour or two. Okay. Um, hopefully it doesn't last that long and uh, we get a clear route through this episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I sympathize because uh, I had a call the other day where we also had a storm and it was... Uh, Difficult circumstances in which to uh, remain focused and provide our best. But 
with that idea, um, PTSD, anxiety, depression, I imagine that they would all arise from the scenarios which you were put in and under which you experienced great pressure, as to have many other vets, um, as to, sadly, many vets will continue to. Um, we've talked about support. Um, we've talked about small wins. What is... Uh, What's, what's some other ways that they could triumph through this? Sure. So, you know, one of the ways you mentioned it earlier, like your, your trauma is not your story, right? Um, and that's how you have to look at it. You have to really identify things that bring the joy back in your life that you can focus on when you do feel down, right? Some things that you can say, all right, this is going to be my, my solitude. This is going to be the thing that I do to bring me back to where I want to be as a person. Uh, because every day, quite frankly, when you when you suffer from these things and they can hit you just out of nowhere, right? You don't even know that it's coming. There's no warning a lot of times. So when that happens, you really have to be mindful of how that manifests. Like, do you feel a certain way physically when you know you're getting hit? Um, you have to know your triggers. Like, are there certain situations that may bring you to these, these uh, situations? Like, for instance, PTSD, taking you back to what, whatever happened at that time. And it's also important to know that it's not just like soldiers and stuff that suffer from PTSD. You know, if you had any type of traumatic, traumatic event, whatever trauma means to you, right, it can, it can transpire. So just be mindful of that. So you always should have like some things that'll help you. Maybe it's an affirmation, maybe it's uh, journaling, maybe it's singing, whatever it is, you should have some go-to tools that will help your mood, help you get back up, help you get revved back. You have to have, uh, you have one of the words back there, habits. You have to have habits when certain situations happen, when you're starting to feel down, when you're starting not to feel like yourself. Uh, for instance, for me, I like to write poetry. I like to poet, write poetry. I like the journal. I'll even make a video about the way I'm feeling and, and post it because I know it helps others. So you just have to find ways that really keep you feeling like you want to keep going forward. Because I know that depression, that PTSD and anxiety hits you and it'll feel like just a weight. Like, man, I just want to get this over with. But calm, understand that it is not a permanent thing. It's temporary. Right. When we understand that the, the, the discomfort and the pain is temporary, we know we can take steps to get out of there. Right. To help us move forward. So true. So true. Um, would you mind reading us some poetry? Have you got any in the drawers of your desk next to you? Where, where, where do you hide this stuff? <laughs> I always have some poems, you know, just I haven't written uh, anything really in a while, but I can pull something up for you. Let's see what I have. Let's see what I have. I'm going to read, uh, try to read something that's, that's uplifting. As I said, a lot of them are when I'm, when I'm not feeling good. So, but I can, I can share anything. I can share any of them. Let me see. Just open a page without looking and start reading. All right. This one. <clears throat> It's called uh, Compassion. It's a compassion poem. It's short, so it'd be person, perfect. So this was around the time where George Floyd and all that was going on um, in a Black community. So here's what I said on this one. The climate is warm these days. 
We've seen knees on necks, young women shot in bed, and the murderers getting off to return to their ways. But this is nothing new for us. We've gone through this oppression for centuries, and the powers that be never gave a fuck. In fact, their pockets benefited from free labor and institutionalization in various phases, from slavery to mass incarceration. Despite the obvious hand of despair dealt to our people, we've never given up. Instead of revenge, we choose to seek equality. To achieve the change we wish to see, compassion is the key. Love that. I love that. Wow. You. you really are a poet. <laughs> well, thanks, man. Thanks, man. It's, it's, it's really a way to express that. Um, you know, when I was younger, I had really bad like anger issues didn't know where it stemmed from but now that I know right that's where it came from was the depression and the trauma and really never addressing it this is a way that I can address it address frustrations address my feelings you know that poetry really helps man some people they they try it out they're like I'm not a poet but then they try it and they're like man I love this and that's what happened for me love the word you use there try so for anyone uh listening if somebody like myself or Jevon says to you, try this, don't let your inner voice or your historical habits stop you from trying something new, particularly if you're suffering in any sort of way with any right. sort of mental illness, no matter how slight or how strong. Um, you know, Jevon and I have been through this and we are here to tell you that these uh, processes, these tools can really help you and complement your recovery, uh, not to a normal life, but to a, a life way beyond normal, a life full of limitless potential to that infinite humanity that you can become or that you already are. You just don't know that you are. So the message is try and uh, thank you so much for being so vulnerable and sharing your compassion poem with us, Jevin. My pleasure. Thanks for asking, Gavin. That, that's awesome. I haven't read that in a while, so it's great. And I, I love what you just said to the listeners, man. Try. Because, you know, when we get stuck in our ways and clearly the ways may not be working as well as we want them to. So it's always better to just stretch yourself and just go outside the box. Like you never know. Or you have to be willing to open yourself up to possibilities. Seriously. So I, I love that. I love everything you just said, man. I'm going to do another thing. I'm kind of feel like I'm stealing the show here, but it's just in my mind. So I'm going to have to say it. Um, the last word was try. This word is trick. So in the mindset world, our mind will play tricks on us all of the time. It will flicker lights on that tell us to do things and flicker lights off that tell us not to do things. And if your instinct is going against any of those signals, then be sure to go against it and go with your gut and your heart because your mind is just the engine. And we really wanna control the output of the engine, the revs in the car of the engine, as opposed to not controlling the car uh, or the engine, and then be in the driver's seat. You know, when you're in that driver's seat in your vehicle, how many tricks do you attempt on the way down to the grocery store? 
I want to know. Because unless you're some kind of irresponsible, immature kid, you're not trying any of these tricks on your way down to the grocery store. So don't let your own mind trick you. Have your beliefs, have your habits, and continue to make them successful for you. Yeah, and, and to, to expound on it, man, it's like you have to be aware of that. You have to be aware of what you're saying to yourself and what you're listening to in the narrative you're telling yourself within your mind. Uh, that's where a lot of us struggle with is the really the negative self-talk, the negative things that go on in our mind. And we may not project it so, so to say um, externally, but in our minds, we're telling ourselves some things and you have to really be mindful or aware of that. And when you do catch it, you know, start self-coaching a little bit, start self-assessing a little bit. Why am I thinking this? Why am I looking at the negatives? Why have I not seen what is possible in the positive size of, of the outcomes? Um, you know, is this a constant thing that I'm doing? Am I constantly saying negative? Am I constantly saying that I can't do something? You have to really pay attention to that because once you have that, that's a hack, right? That is a life hack. And that's what sets the, the mediocre from the great. The mediocre or people who are constantly struggling, they are always negative in their minds, right? They may be the happiest person you've seen, but in their mind, when they're alone, it's the exact opposite. I was there. I get it. Right. So you want to make sure that you're speaking positively and reinforcing that however you need to, whether it's putting post-it notes all over that that have positive things that remind you of goals, remind you of what you accomplished so far, whatever it is. I used to never put stuff like this on my wall, like certificates and accolades and all that stuff. I didn't until I, I started realizing that you have to celebrate your wins. Right. <laughs> and when you do that, like when you struggle, when you're a person who struggles with esteem and confidence and all these other things, if you never recognize how far you've come, you're always going to struggle with it because you have to see that no matter where you came from, the game is just now started, right? Now we're having some fun <laughs> because your past not dictate your future, right? The present does. So when you learn like, hey, let me pay attention to what's happening now. Let me get out of my head and let me focus on what's now, what I can change. It, it, your your life is going to be so much better because I love the quote by Lao Tzu. I always say it. Lao Tzu said, when you focus on the past, that's depression. When you focus too much on the future, that's anxiety. But when you live in the present, that's happiness, right? That's where you, your happy moment is. So I just challenge all the listeners to go ahead, listen to what they're saying, right? And listen to if they're focusing too much on the present or future, and just work on being in the moment, work on being present, be mindful in everything you do. Right? That way you're building the habit and you're preparing yourself for what's to come, all the blessings that's in store. Because when you put that focused attention, man, you're so much more powerful, you're so much more effective. Love that, man. I love that. I really do. Um, awareness you just mentioned it and i just want to recap for two seconds just sure. for anyone that may have not quite heard what you're saying but i'm going to simplify it if you want to increase your awareness ask why a lot more simple as that that is 101 to awareness i think um I think another really interesting topic, Jevon, is 
the word want. I want. I need. Mm-hmm. And this thing about wanting, it's like, okay, what do I want? Okay, well, let's say for a second, I want a, a nice car, let's say a, a Ferrari or a, or a Lamborghini. I want a big house or a mansion. I want uh, a, 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 an Instagram model girlfriend or a Playboy wife. Um, those are wants, right? But let's look at your needs for two seconds. You need a vehicle to get around, you need a roof to sleep under, and you want some sort of support system or intimacy in your life. Mm-hmm. Which of the two do you really need and which really fulfills you? Because one doesn't fulfill you and mm-hmm. one of them you don't really need. So society has tricked us, and I keep using the word trick because so many people get obsessed by the idea of wanting something. So I would say remove the word want from your vocabulary. What would you say, Jovan? Uh, I'd say <clears throat> I personally feel like it's okay to, to want, but those wants need to align with who you want to be, right? So you have to have your own definition of success. You have to have a purpose, right? What you align as your purpose. You have to set your own goals because you're right. If you, in society, if you look at Instagram or any of that stuff, depending on your feed or movies, you see all this great stuff. And you're like, man, I want that, right? But you'll realize that that's not actually what you want. You want the feeling of the invigoration. You want the joy. You want that type of stuff. But that doesn't necessarily need to come in those forms. And that's what we have to be careful of. Right. We we can't associate the material with the with the the feeling right? because the material, like you said, it's going to wear off. You know, you get that new toy, that new car. Yeah, sure. It's going to feel great for a couple weeks, maybe. But then you're going to be like, all right. Yeah, it's just a car. You know, it's regular because humans adapt. We adapt to change. So once it's been a certain amount of time, we're like, all right. Yeah, this was cool. But now this is my new this is my new normal. We mentioned the word normal before. Once it becomes your new normal. It's regular, right? It's, it's regular for you. You're like, okay, cool. But what else? Um, so you mentioned the needs versus the wants. You have to go for the needs um, first because that's your foundation. But wanting, I would say, just needs to align with who you want to be and the type of life that you really want. What are your values? You have to ask that question because that sports car might be not be something you value. Right. It may not be along the lines of who you really are. Um, so you have to just be mindful of that. And you just have to ask your question. We, we talked about the why. Ask yourself why you why that even matters to you. Right. Why do you want that? You know, so that that's that's a great uh, point that you, you're bringing up, Gavin. Um, thank you. <laughs> um, I like to think as a uh, podcaster around mindset and an educator around mindset i i do have some depth just as i know you have and i'm really enjoying this conversation with you jevin same same, me too man um your work with the veterans do you only exclusively take on vet clients no uh, uh not at all i i've taken on all types of people from all walks of life man i've 
you know, people who aspire to be an entrepreneur, maybe they're working a job they don't want. Really, uh, the, the common factor, common denominator between the people I work with is they're going through a transformation, right, in life. Um, and there's some uncertainty there. So it breeds, of course, uncertainty a lot of times breeds that, you know, that lack of confidence, uh, that fear, that uh, low self-esteem, maybe an imposter syndrome feeling if you are going to a new job. Uh, military is really like, oh, man, what do I expect for those who've done military service for a while and transitioning to the inside? So that's really the commonality between those I work with, the transformation. Uh, I love that. Um, what does transformation mean to you? Um, in other words, obviously, you've just sort of described transformation fathers, but specifically to you, what's your story? Sure. Um, well, when I talk about transformation, I'm always talking about an elevation, right? Going higher. I'm never talking about regression. So, for me, for instance, my transformation came from being like this poverty stricken young man who was unsure of himself, you know, low self-confidence, getting into trouble with the law um, to what you see today. Right. That's the type of thing we have to understand that the transformation can only occur if you believe. And that's the first thing I work on with my clients, forgiving themselves and believing in themselves, because we have so many notions in our minds like, OK, this is it. Right. This is all life is going to be. Um, or I have to stay this thing because people know me as this. I have to stay this person. Well, no, you don't. Right? Change is inevitable. Whether you want to change or the world is changing around you and you're going but getting left behind. Right. So you have to choose which one do you want? So that's what transformation is really about. Transformation has become really clear about who you want to be and what life do you want to live? Um, and then we focus on how you get there, because the how can only come after you know the why and what you want. Mm. Mm. Um, I love that. OK, let's let's deep dive into this because it's it's massive um, belief. How do you change somebody's belief or not specifically their belief, but how do you remove a limited belief and install an i'm not going to say unlimited but a positive belief that reflects their goals dreams aspirations right so you're hitting on the topic gavin that's uh you know we always talk about the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset so the fixed mindset is that lack that place of lack the place of scarcity you know you don't believe um and then we want to get them to the growth uh, mindset. The growth mindset is going to challenge themselves, is going to see, have the confidence to go for what they want in life. They're not going to be so focused on failure being a bad thing. Right? So that's one of the things we have to do is get the relationship with failure and fear change. So when we talk about fear, I always ask my clients, what do you fear? <laughs> right? What do you fear? Why? Can you pinpoint when this fear started? Because a lot of times it started in the past. Maybe someone has said something to them. Something has happened to them. So if we can go back there, I talk about, you know, inner child healing, right? <laughs> Going back to that time period and letting your younger self know, like, hey, it's all right. We are an adult. We are strong. Everything is possible. We are capable. We can protect ourselves and we have our own uh, willpower. Right. So things like that really seem to work with them uh, because you have to align when you're when you're going from the fixed mindset to the growth mindset. Again, you have to uh, really be clear about what you're trying to do. Clarity is key. 
without clarity, you're going to be jumbled in that feeling of lack and scarcity and all that stuff is going to stick with you because you don't really know what you want. So you have to also identify, you know, what matters to you, like we were talking about earlier. Why does it matter to you? Uh, the, the will of life is one of the exercises we talk about in, in coaching and therapy and all that stuff all the time. You know, taking like 10 aspects of your life, whether it's money, relationships, you know, finances, et cetera, um, and then scoring it. So seeing that in a clear way helps people to understand, okay, I thought that this fun and this fashion and all that stuff matters to me, but really what matters to me is community, right? So being clear on all of that really is very, very key and very uh, beneficial when you're going from that fixed to that growth mindset or from that lack of belief to great positive beliefs in yourself. So here's a great question. You're coaching someone. Mm-hmm. They've got limited beliefs and you uh, let's pretend for a minute that you're, you're pumping a, uh, a swimming pool floatable thing for someone to, um, to sunbathe on. Yeah. One of those big inflatables. So you've got to put your foot down and pump. Right. And then you stop pumping after a minute because you're tired and then, take a little break and you stop pumping again, right? This is, this is an analogy. So where this translates in the analogy is you work with someone on their limited belief. They go, yeah, that's great. I'm feeling so much better. And they've been pumped up, right? And then you take that break, they take that break, and then they fall back down a little bit to earth like a snowflake. And then all of a sudden you start pumping again. You know, maybe it's the next session with the client or maybe, you know, they're having a good uh, support discussion at home or whatever it is. And they get they get pumped up again and then they slowly begin to fall down like a snowflake as you take that break. And then you start inflating it again. Right? And they, so they're, they're kind of like always on their way to this ever eternal pedestal that keeps raising, but they keep regressing or falling down. And I know you said earlier, never used regressing, but for these people that are experiencing this pump full, pump full, pump full, how can they create some more balance as opposed to really experiencing it in such a such an emotional slide? Well, that's a good question. Um, and as far as regression, I was just saying, like, as far as transformation, I'm talking about moving forward, right? Um, but regression is a part of change. Regression is going to happen. So um, you, we talk about the six phases of change. We don't have to get all into that. But usually um, at the beginning stages, like when you're working with a coach in the first few sessions, right, you're going to have that time when you fall back because what you're doing is you're changing your life. You're changing your lifestyle. So uh, with my clients, that's you know, I, I let them know that's natural first and foremost, but, but I ask them why, like, what are the barriers to change? Like, what is stopping them from continuing the momentum? Uh, and then I have to figure out, you know, how do we go from motivated to driven, right? Because motivation, that's fleeting. That can go away. That's where they're falling down when, when you talk about the pump theory. I want them to get them driven where, where we understand that these things, you may not always feel like being great. You may not always feel like you're at the top of your game. But what can you do no matter what? What things can you put in your life? What rituals can you create? Uh, for me, this is the power hour. Every morning, I'll start my mornings the same way 
because I know that that's setting me up for success. That's my key. That's my trigger. It's time. It's go time, right? Um, even when I'm not feeling at my best. So that's one of the things we do. We build in habits that allow them to stay inflated, so they're not, so they're not going back down. Um, and it just takes some time. It's 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 important to level set. Like things aren't going to magically just transform and, and, and you're going to just be great at all times. That doesn't happen. So we just have to realize that prioritizing your day, prioritizing what matters throughout your life, you know, that will keep you where you're not overwhelming yourself, trying to do everything at once. And it will also keep you focused uh, because that's where a lot of people start pumping down. They start feeling overwhelmed. They're trying to do too much. They're excited. So they want to get everything done. Well, one of the things that stops that is creating an action plan during the coaching call, right? And then there's an accountability. Like I always ask my clients, how do they want to be checked in on? So I check in on people. Like I'll shoot them a text or I'll shoot them an email, whatever it is, just, you know, once or twice throughout the week to make sure they're, they're on. And if something's not happening, now we got to talk about it. What's coming up for you? Right? What's why are you deflating? Right? Does something happen, or is it just how you're feeling? What what's going on? And you can do that yourself if you don't have a coach, right? You can ask yourself, like, what the heck is happening? And that's where all those keys come in: the journaling and the prioritizing your day. This is one of the best tools you can have is the phone, right? Because the calendar on these phones is a, such a powerful thing. It can remind you when you're slipping. It can remind you what you need to be doing, right? So we have to utilize tools like that just to keep us inflated. So even if we, we don't feel all that well that day, we can say, okay, I know I need to write this, this blog article, right? Or I need to record this video. Let me knock that out. And then maybe I could just chill because that's the number one priority on my list, right? So things like that really you stay pumped up. You don't have to be at your best every day. That's impossible. We are humans. You need rest. So just make sure you prioritize. You know what's important. You know exactly what you need to hit your, your the next day or when you're up. And then you can chill, right? So that way you're not deflating. You just did what you needed to do and you're taking a break. That's fine. What um, What's the most negative or detrimental self-talk you've had today the most negative self-talk that i've had today yeah i just want to show everybody listening that even coaches are human and we all get it as well oh, oh, for sure i haven't had any today because i had a hell of a workout session this morning but yesterday i did um so i had have like a lot of pain uh, just from injuries and stuff like daily so one of the things that came to my mind was like man I'm never going to know what a day without pain feels like again. Like I've been dealing with this for years. I don't even remember what being feeling normal is. Right. And just like having that, that, that feeling of permanence, right. I put a permanent thing to my pain. Right. And that's never good because then it takes you down, especially if you deal with depression and stuff. So I had that negative thought and I had to catch myself <laughs> I had to say, you know what? Nah, you know what? One of the things I said was like, I'm just going to have to go harder in the recovery, not so much in the, in the workouts, right? So the recovery has to be my thing, has to be the number one. Um, so, and then the other day I was like, man, I've gained uh, weight and I'm fat, right? <laughs> like I'm out of shape. I can't do what I used to do. Going back to the past, thinking about who I used to be, right? And then I had to catch that. Like, you know what? That just gives me something to work towards. Like, I don't necessarily need to be who I was, like that fit guy running 
20 miles, but it's a goal to aspire to. I might not hit it, but just the journey makes me better. So those are the things you can spin those negatives. You can spin them, right? You just have to listen. It's a skill. Like you have to learn that because when you permanent, when you put permanence on a, a, a circumstance, especially when it's painful, it just takes you down a bad, bad path, man. Cause you start compounding that. You're like, Oh man, you start focusing on nothing but the negatives. Um, and, like I've been there and I've done that and it just does not work. It's a lot better to take the energy to learn how to focus on positivity. And I'm not talking about toxic positivity where you just like happy go lucky all the time and you're trying to make everything out to be great. I'm talking about legitimately like looking at things to say, okay, it's not all bad, right? <laughs> this is something I can work towards. Um, I don't have to let this define me. I don't have to let this be the end of who I want it to be, right? It's just something you can aspire for. Amazing. Um, I totally agree. Um, there were so many little intricate bits of value there. Uh, for anyone that has the ability to rewind two minutes i would highly suggest you do and go back and listen to that because there was so much value ah, thanks, um, man. no thank you man thank you uh that's what this uh show is all about it's about inspiring others and uh if we can give them the tools to change and create space in their own lives to better themselves and become the best version of themselves then you know, we're all doing a fantastic job here. And uh, I don't even know why I use the word job. And that was, <laughs> that was a terrible word. Uh, doing it, uh, following my passion. It's much better. Yeah. Crikey. Happens to the best of us guys. Oh, it happens to everyone. <laughs> Gotta be honest, this is like my fourth day in a row of like nine hour, almost dead straight recordings. Um wow. We're going into the end of series one, and I just it's it's isn't it amazing how the ego works? It's like I've, I'm going to London um, for some work, mm. um, so I, I've got some time between then and the future in London. Now remains just a week or so, but back then it was three weeks, and I thought, you know what? Let's push. You know, let's open up the calendar. Let's ignore the precedent of these are my time slots for discovery calls. These are my time slots for podcasting. It's like, let's take the shackles off. Let's go hell for leather. And what is really done is quite interesting, guys. I'm taking tomorrow and I'm taking Friday and I'm taking the weekend off because I'm just so close to burning out and I can't serve my guests. I can't host my guests well. I can't serve the listeners because I'm not giving the best of myself to you guys mm -hmm. through the interaction with my guests. And it's just like, it, it, what was the point of taking the shackles off, man? You know, like. Yeah, you uh, shackled yourself in a different way. Correct. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Go from mm -hmm. one cage. I don't want to use the word cage. It's terrible. Go from one sort of prism to another prism, you know, and the person that's created the transformation in between the prisms is myself. And which prism did I prefer? <laughs> anyway, if you haven't heard about it, guys, and you're listening, as a celebration of uh, Series 1 coming to a close, we are doing a contest prize draw. 
any author uh, that's been on the show um, is going to uh, give us their book and we're going to buy their book and we are then going to put it in a prize draw. So there's up to, yes, we're coming to that in two seconds. Uh, you see, even Jevon's book is going to be in this thing. And <laughs> trust me, so many of the guests have offered to put it in for free and I've said I've refused because, you know, on the basis of they've done the hard work, they deserve to receive some value and acknowledgement for that. And uh, so we're buying the books and one lucky person on this planet is going to win a, a, a mindset stack of books. I'm not even sure you'll be able to hold it by the time it's done. But suffice to say, if you read all of those books and you took on every lesson that was in those books, your life would be transformed. So, Jevin, this is a great point to come to your book. Yes, would you sir. mind holding it up again? Sure. So this is Own Your Kingdom, How to Control Your Mindset So You Can Control Your Destiny. In uh, this book, yeah, I, I wrote this book because this is some of the tools that I've used, you know, to go from the kid I was talking about who was scared, who was lacking confidence, who was so angry at himself in the world, um, to who you see now, the mindset coach, the successful entrepreneur, you know, the author. This is this is the key. And this isn't just a book you read, Gavin. This is a book that you implement what's happening. In between the chapters, there are no section. And guess what? Also included a workbook that has 25 plus exercises that I call out in the book so you can go ahead and change your life as you're doing it. So I don't want people just flipping through it. I want people to read it and actually implement like you just, were just talking about. All right. Let's get them really, really thirsty for change and motivate them. Would you open your book to any paragraph and just read a paragraph for us, please? Sure. So how do you view your mistakes? And this is from chapter one, forgive yourself. You are not your mistakes. If you continue to view mistakes as the end all be all, then that's what they will be. If you, if you will never move forward and you will never be able to live a life of purpose and fulfillment. Understand that mistakes are a human condition. Everyone makes them. The way you view these mistakes is what dictates your actions. There is no way that your mistakes should be a death sentence. You still have life to live. See your mistakes as a lesson that you can apply moving forward in life. See, the beauty in life is that we have free will. We can adjust to situations quickly, changing our perceptions and mindset about experiences and outcomes. I want you to promise that you will no longer see mistakes as finality from this point forward. It is temporary pain and discomfort. You have the power to decide today to no longer let it weigh you down. You can choose to ascend. Love that. You can choose to ascend. What a word, Smith. What a word. I just, I've got to do it. I just want to give you a little applause. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Man, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. I love it. I love it. I might, have to buy, I might have to buy two copies so I can have hey, one. That's put, what I'm talking about. <laughs> put that on my bookshelf, man. Put that on my bookshelf. Yes, fact, sir. What yes. am I talking about putting it on my shelf? I'll put it under my pillow. I'll keep <laughs> that thing close, man. I'm going to take all the treasure from that. 
Yes, man. Yes. All the gold you've poured in, I'm going to take out and treasure, my friend. Well, wow. I appreciate that, good sir. Appreciate you, Gavin, for sure, man. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. Well, look, I think that's a really good uh, point and time to wrap up on. Just a couple of questions before we go. Firstly, if anything you've said has resonated with anyone in the audience and they want to reach out, how can they contact you? Sure. So I am very active on social media. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, name it. Just search Live Not Loathe. That's L-I-V-E-N-O-T-L-O-A-T-H-E. Or you can go to livenotloathe.com and connect with our newsletter or contact me. I'll be responding. Love that. Live Not Loathe. Yes, sir. Beautiful. Um, a final question for you, Jevin. What does stay outstanding mean to you? Stay outstanding really means to give your best, right? Whatever that looks like each day, day in and day out, give your best. Do not allow average to be what you give. And what I mean by that is digging deep, right? Dig deep, challenge yourself. When you feel like you're tired, when you feel like, you know, that's all you got, see if you can give a little bit more. Because my boy, David Goggins, he talks about, you know, really, the, by the time we're tired, you probably only hit 40%. So you still have a little left. And I live by that. I said, when I sat down and when I said I wanted to become a coach, I do that every day. Like, I'm going to give my best. I'm going to stay outstanding by challenging myself to do a little bit more each day for the people. Right. And I, I also challenge everyone. When you talk about staying outstanding, be compassionate. Right. That's a part of being outstanding is being compassionate to yourself and to others. If everyone lives with compassion, the world is going to be so much better. Thank you for that, brother. That is amazing. Um, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for spending time with us. Thank you for giving so much insight to the audience. Thank you for being so vulnerable and true. Thank you. Thank you, Gavin. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed the content and got any value, please do like it, rate it, follow, subscribe, and leave a comment. You'll find us across all the social media channels, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. All the links are in the show notes. It's been my privilege to host you today. I'm Gavin Scott. Until next time, stay outstanding.